Il y a quelque chose dans la persévérance qui finit par obliger le destin. Franck Bayer. There is something in perseverance that ends up forcing destiny by Frank Bayer. Welcome to Washington's most controversial, the most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast. Hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter, General Mutombo. Love from Washington State, USA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uncut podcast with your host, General Mutombo. Man, I missed you guys. I have an amazing guest, guys. I told you I'm gonna start bringing stars around here. You guys start thought I'm playing. But today, I'm really happy to bring some, one of my most trusted, high-ranked, you know, you have people, you rank high and the people at the bottom at the section eight level of your life. This is one of my high-ranking friends. My, I, I get inspired by his moves. We met in Seattle, one of the most hard-working artists I've ever worked with. And today, I want brought him to the show because it's so disrespectful not to bring A-class people to the show. So today, officially, DJ Mo, uh, Mo D, Mo, the president, you better vote, is here today. How you doing, DJ Mo, man? I'm great. Doing How great, you doing, man. man? Doing great. Thank Welcome you for to the show. Me. Welcome you. to the show, man. Welcome thank, to the show. Thank you for having hey, me. Hey, this is a busy man. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't call Mo, I booked this interview before I even thought about opening a podcast. Mo is busy. Very busy meeting UN leaders. Mo, I don't play. No, I'm just but, trying to be uh, like you too, man. I, uh, yeah. Mo, introduce yourself to the people. Who's yeah. Mo? Who's Mo? Mo, uh, Mo, short for Mohammed. Mohammed, yeah. okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm from Cote d'Ivoire, mm -hmm. Ivory Coast, to the for those who don't know. Okay. Uh, so I've been in the United States for about almost 18 years now. Whoa, yeah, nice. Yeah, That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. Um, you, you've all lived in, you've lived in Seattle the entire time? Oh, or? no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so I've, I've moved. You know, straight from Africa, I moved to uh, to Maryland, okay. like in the DC, uh -huh. Maryland, Virginia area, DMV as we call it. Yeah. Uh, basically lived out there, and then I've been in Seattle for about two years and a couple of months now. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so Mo, um, I DJ. Yeah, kind of, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm into music too. Like I I play in a band. Uh, the band the band is in DC called. You Lefty. played in a band. Yeah. I play no the way. Bass. I played the bass. What position? The bass. The bass. The bass. Yeah. La bass. Ladies, if you're looking for a man with the bass, the promoter <laughs> of the bass is here. The big man. Yeah. So how was life in the band? When did you begin the band? How did you? It's very hard for you know Africans to just join bands. We, we, right, we right, sing right. in choirs in church. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So you know it all comes from my love for music. Mm. Um, and. Uh, Growing up, you know, I was always a kind of kid. I was like, you know, let's say if I go to somebody's house and they have like a little toy piano, mm -hmm. or, you know, or there's an instrument like out there for the decor. Yes. You damn right, I'm gonna be the one that's gonna go touch gonna that test decor. It. You're gonna test it. I'm gonna. Be, You're curious. Without even knowing any music, I'll just go and start playing. Like, I, I just love instruments. Okay. I love music. What's your favorite instrument? Like, uh, oh, the one you play, the bass. The okay, bass. okay, yeah, the okay. bass. Yeah, right. uh, it's it's usually what I look for in every music. The bass, the bass just carries me, keeps me grounded. It's part of the rhythm section, so mm. it brings life. The bass is yeah. life. The yeah. bass is the beat. Bass How and the beat? drums. You know, mm, perfect match together. You know? And we African, we really, we, we, we love everything drums. is about drums. The, oh, it's all about the drums. Okay. You know, but else, but the thing about myself is like uh, my last name is Diabate, mm. uh, and 
What does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, so it it's, it's a name. No, it's Medinka. Oh, Medinka. Medinka. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in before the you know European oh, came, came yeah, over. like in medieval West yeah, Africa. Uh, so in the 12th century, at the height of the Mali Empire. Mm -hmm. um, so which is where my tribe comes from, my yeah. ethnic uh, Medinka. So the way the, the situation, the society was divided was like you know, so you had the king, the nobles, and stuff like that. Uh, the you know smiths, um, iron smith, and stuff like that. So. I'm from the clan of basically our role in society was in the kingdom was we were spokesperson of the king and historian of the kingdom um, and the way we uh, the, the real name is Grio or uh, is jelly okay jelly means blood, blood because okay. history is our bloodline mm. that's how we keep that's how that's what keeps society alive of in medical culture so the, oh, the true word uh -huh. yeah so you will hear a lot of people say Grio but the real world is jelly. Grio. Yeah, grill. The real world is. Yeah, the real world is jelly. Jelly. Okay. Jelly. Okay, yeah, grill. the grill is the European name that the that the European, the European gave us. Yeah, colonized, but yeah. you know, but in medical culture, I mean, even to this day, like we still call them jelly. Like those will do that because it's it's, it's still, it keeps going on, but. A lot of the jellies now are mostly entertainers. So you probably heard of Siddiqui Diabate. Yes, yeah, yeah, we have Diabate, the yeah. yeah, we have the same last name. Oh. Uh, extended family uncle, like we form the same roots, the same roots basically. Okay, yeah, okay. so he's his father, and his father is also uh, a jelly. Oh. Yeah, uh, so I like the way you say you're a jelly. Are you yeah. a jelly? I'm and a jelly. It, uh, yeah, it's so it's something that's passed down father to son, like generational, generational. Okay. Um, and uh, so they used to tell those stories mm. with songs. And they, they will use musical <laughs> instruments uh, such as the kora and the ngoni and stuff like that. Uh, these are stuff that I'll send you the link later oh, okay, okay. Uh, if you want to look into it. So I, want, I want to, I really want yeah. to study this, okay? Yeah, so, and that's why in my family, like, it's like a lot of us have like some kind of like music. attraction into for music. music. Yes. Like what, what Sound. Yeah, my uncle in, in the UK mm. also DJs and he does music. Uh, even one of my grand uncle was like, you know, it's a calling. It's yeah, there. It's yeah, there. So some things like, are in family. Yeah. Yeah. He was our nominated uh, high life singer okay. uh, back in the 1970s and stuff like that. So it's something that's always been in it, in mm. me in terms of like my tribe or my lineage. Mm. But as a kid, I've always been attracted to music. So. In high school, okay. um, I took my first guitar class. That is when your music journey began? Yeah. Okay, yeah, officially. Officially. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so in high school, uh, I was fortunate to take this music class, and they had asked me to pick between, I had to choose between the piano and the guitar. Oh, yeah, you couldn't do and, both. Um, you know, and I'm a very mobile type kind of person. Mm. I like to move and stuff like that, you know. So I decided to pick the guitar because... With yeah. the guitar can literally take it anywhere and yes. play it. Yeah. But also the second of my influence was Bob Marley. Oh, you know, so yeah, yeah. and That's I was, you know, up. reggae is like my first love. Mm -hmm. So what about reggae? Do you like uh, about like Bob Marley? You mentioned the, what? What, do you, what is it about you? The you message. The message. The message. Mm -hmm. the, message um, the the vibe, like the the melody, is catchy. Mm. And the message is still relevant to this day. Today, so it's timeless. It's timeless, mm. and uh, and I feel like that's kind of how you should measure whatever you create. Is it it has to. It has to live past you. We're yeah. still listening to, to Tupac and Biggie today. They're there not go. here. Where Pop Smoke's album is almost number one, and he's not go. here. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what to R. Yeah. So at this moment, you have a guitar. Mm -hmm. You're in high school. Yeah. In high school, I was thinking of losing all my virginity, going to the next <laughs> class, borrowing money from my mom, going to the club. You wanted to play a guitar. Yeah, Why? We're in Africa. Why guitar? 
I mean, it's just music. I couldn't have explained it. I just love music. I, I, I always sleep your music on. I can't just go to sleep like that. I have to play something. How did your friends, uh, were they supporting? How, how was the energy oh. around you while you were making music? So, I mean, it was just a class. So, you know, it wasn't something that I would do like on fun. Mm. But then my father bought me a guitar oh. for my, uh, I think, my 17th birthday. Okay. Yeah, randomly, you know, and because I... Yeah. <laughs> so he saw me play guitar at, at one of his uh, the, the warehouse. Oh, you know, okay. He has, okay. You know, back at uh -huh. the time he had a delivery business. So at the warehouse, I would go help out. So one of the drivers there had a guitar. So mm -hmm. I saw it and I started playing uh, the few songs that I've learned. And this was me like maybe a year, uh, no, like a semester, you know, a quarter actually into my guitar class. So I, I was able to pick up some songs, uh, you know, learning some Bob Marley songs. So I started playing Redemption song like the mm, beginning, uh -huh. and he saw me. And then the the driver came and we started like exchanging, okay. and, like and he was showing me some tricks. Okay. And so this was, and then for my birthday, my father like you know decided I'm I, gonna I, give I this guy, play, I have to give yeah. this guy. Yeah. I come one. I come home one day and he must have liked how you played because a lot of these African fathers they look at you and be like what are you doing what are you doing but he, he must have liked what you played I, I, I hope that's what it is yeah. yeah so he bought my guitar okay. and uh, but funny thing my father has never saw me play oh but he, he still believed in that's dope yeah so he you know he it's, it's all, you know like African parents mm -hmm. you know go to school so my father and I we had a very it's kind of it's a very real relationship because I didn't really grow up with him until I was 15 when I moved mm. to the United States you were oh wait so your family was already here yeah my father okay, was already okay, here okay. and then oh. we came later um but so we have you know you still like, yeah in the early year in yeah. the early years we still have like a very real relationship mm. um but I mean you know Thing. Like African parents, so like you, you learn to understand why he's like he's like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so he bought my first guitar, but he's never been to my show. He's never. Uh, I don't think he's er actually ever saw me DJ. Mm -hmm. However, he came to my band documentary. Tell me about it. Oh, so he, what is back? What's the documentary? Late. What's that? He was you late. What's the documentary about? Then you go to the father. What's the documentary? <laughs> so that people know yeah. what, what is doc this documentary. So we. Um, this so my band of, of you know so this kind of like the story of how i got into music so mm -hmm. my band i met my bandmate in college mm -hmm. uh we were all part of the same muslim student association we're mm -hmm. all muslim which were we college which college yeah university of maryland maryland <laughs> yeah, shout out to anybody listening to us from university <laughs> of maryland yeah all if the you're looking for a mentor he's here he's <laughs> made it ask him to pay your school tuition right, okay, right. yeah right. so we, you know maryland university yeah so which we year met was this was 2009, mm. 10, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was toward the end of my, you know, my... finish my, my, yeah, my bachelor. At the end, yeah. Yeah, so, and we had a friend who was getting married. Okay. And he uh, decided to, he wanted to, uh, you know, he went to us on entertainment at his wedding. So he knew that I played, you know, I also played the hand drums. Oh, so he nice. Knew that, yeah, it's the drums. So yeah, okay, the hand okay, drums, okay. yeah. And then he knew that I played the bass. And he knew one of our mutual friends who was like uh, a, a guitarist mm. who plays a guitar and mm. drums. And then one of our good friends also, and we all knew each other. Each other we yeah. all knew we, just, we, we never just yeah. yeah. So and he's you know my the front man. Uh, he's uh, you know he's a spoken like spoken word and poetry. He does slam and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was our friend who were, that were getting married that decided to okay, you guys have different skill. Can you guys do something for my for our wedding? Mm -hmm. And we we're like sure. And that's this gonna wear. Great, like, let's yeah. do it. So first stage. And that's that was, gonna, this that, is your first wedding. 
Yeah, that was like first wedding gig. Yeah, okay. technically first wedding gig. Let's yeah, do it. Uh-huh. You know, we were just doing a favor for a friend. Okay. So we got together and the chemistry was there and we just started jamming. And how was it? Know. How did you, how was it? How did you feel the first show? It's a wedding. Everybody oh has high God. expectation. Oh you are the no. guys playing there. No, so the first show, the wedding, the wedding was cool. Like I was an, I was mostly on Big the wedding, drum, small the wedding. Drum. No, very low key, very okay. beautiful wedding. Very chill. Okay. And by the way, shout out to Hassan. Shout and, out to uh, Hassan. Hassan and Zainab. And, vibes, um, vibes. Yeah. So uh, they're the one that basically got us together, and then we took it from there. Started doing shows mm-hmm. uh, on campus at first, okay. and then we started getting invited to do other events uh, throughout the DC area, open mics, and you know, just various events. Uh, what music did you guys play? I know you like reggae. There's a lot of influence, but exactly. you also have artists who are right. different than you. So right. how did you guys agree on uh, who wrote the song? And because of Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. Uh, so we were, DJ Mo, we, I was asking what uh, inspired you, the music, uh, what, what went behind the songwriting? Because you guys have different backgrounds. Yeah, right? different backgrounds. Yeah. So how did you come? Right. So we all, you know, so I'm from Africa. Yes. Ivory Coast. The guitarist, the, the guitarist was, uh, he's from India. India, okay. Uh, our hand drummer is from Afghanistan. Oh, Our frontman, our frontman is from Jersey. You had everybody. And, then, and uh, our, now our lead guitarist now, he's from also from the DMV. Okay. And uh, he comes from a rock, heavy, you know, heavy metal heavy background. background, metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so having all those together, you can kind of like imagine that the fusion coming together. So at the, at the core, it's a hip hop band. Okay. Uh, but we call it universal hip hop because we bring, we bring all these inspiration and sound from everywhere fusion yeah of all this genres yeah what made you guys decide the fusion you just wanted to capture every the market like soak it in no it wasn't even the plan it was just organic it was just us jamming together like at the bad cave that's how you used to call it we will go in and just being together whatever inspires you to start playing a, a beat you know you go like out you know you just start you know and it, it just came like all the songs that we write was like it's very organic like it's not something that we plan you know of course like the most of the pain comes from the lyricist you know uh, you know we didn't was a dope lyricist in my opinion um and he comes you know he, then he's the one who has to write the story okay you know he's not the type to freestyle he likes mm, to think he just think he think about the words because yeah because in his in his you know for, for him like writing is like it's very it takes it very secret like you know even getting on the mic you have to be able to tell a story and accurately and it has to be thought out that's that's his process when yeah. i was in college mm-hmm. uh, my brother when i was in college um, i was trying to do acting because I was an acting kid, and I, okay. try, I try to like sell it to a lot of Africans who are around me. They didn't buy it. <laughs> they didn't think it was a career worth doing because we all came to America to study something different. I know each and every one of your band members when you met was studying something different. Yeah. So what was your major? What came? Because you didn't come there to play drums. So yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't go to college for drums. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Like, These African kids don't want to think you got a scholarship <laughs> for drumming. Uh, okay, no. Go. So I. Um, I kind of jumped around in majors a little bit, yeah, but yeah, uh, engineering, yeah. accounting. My father wanted me to be a, to be an accountant, but mm-hmm. uh, but I ended up getting a degree in geography. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah. what's up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So a lot of people actually was like geography. Like, what what can you do with you it? You have to be in the loop. To you know have to what it know, does. You know. You know we used to make fun of archaeologists. They are going to count rocks. Oh, there Those you go. are the people they send when the pyramid has a little problem. And you know how much they pay them? 
13 million. Exactly. So you, they cannot work for one year. But when right. they work one year, they work for 10 years. There you go, for yeah. 10 years. I, I yeah. also respect that. Geology, okay. Yeah, so, ge geography. Geography. Why geography? Because it allows me to see things from a global perspective. You, you like know, looking at the map. Terrains. Yeah, look, no, just looking at maps. You know, how people like. It's kind of like. Uh, I feel like it's the word of God is a geographer. God is a geographer. He's a geologist. That, that, he's a, he's a yeah, he does everything. Yes. But I think at first he has to be because you have to create. You know the the vision, like the earth. You know, looking looking from from you kind of see everything. Geology. You, know, you will see how everything is related. You know, like it doesn't have like you know Black Lives Matter right now is going. You know, it was happening here, but it was also happening in Europe. It was happening in Nigeria, India, in Africa, yeah, India, yeah, yeah. you know. But until you see from a map, from a standpoint, or from a global standpoint, yeah, you will see, you can understand that the struggle is not, you know, the, everyone, the you're not the only one in that, in this. In the, in the loop of in, life. Yeah, in the loop of life. Yes. Like, our struggle is all related. And uh, there are people supporting you, you know. And that's kind of what, having that vision, that global perspective, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I loved about it. And but also learning about cultures, learning about you know, learning about the earth, you know, where we are, you know, that was my, uh, that's kind of what drove me to it. I respect the fact that you chose what you chose, and that's what you majored in and graduated in it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand in the world, my brother, is uh, Earth controls the world, not the world controlling Earth. That's when right. Think about it. Science, the weather, mm -hmm. uh, the weather, the Everglades in Florida avalanches in Iceland this dictate if we are having tsunami if we yeah. are getting rain you That's gotta right. know where you are you this know. lands landslides sinkholes all you there don't learn go. something you're gonna suffer this is why right. we have dams busting so I really applaud you for geology but yeah. I gotta ask you something so it's geography. Studying, geography why are we saying yeah. geology geography <laughs> is the geography you know uh, we were in the British system yeah and British system was GHC which oh. means geography, history, and civics. That's what I learned. Oh, it was okay. an 844 system in Kenya. Oh, wow. But when I came to America, they forced me to say geology so much. So, like, <laughs> they forced me to, like, you got to break it down. Yeah. Is it geography? Like, geography, geography. Are you doing archaeology? Are you doing, what's the other one? Uh, no, landscaping is not, um, it's not Anthropology. It. Yes! Yeah. And I'm like, all this because of land? <laughs> You're using too many words. Yeah. Anyway, but I applaud you for me. So, oh, thank the you. balance from the music. Your friends are doing different um, careers. Mm -hmm. So, how was the uh, was your biggest? What was your biggest struggle around that time in college? And I don't mean you had to struggle. Yeah. If you didn't struggle, it's fine. Yeah. But what was your biggest challenge? Let me use the challenge. What was your biggest challenge? Um, starting the music journey here in America from Africa. From, from so, I feel must the only challenge that I had was like balancing class. But if something because it started as something we're doing for fun, mm, you know. Hobby. Yeah, like it was, it was a hobby actually. Mm. So we meet up maybe once a week mm -hmm. to just go and jam, and a lot of time we, you know, we leave school and then go together. So at it, you know, at the so time, so the coordination was the, not a problem. Way it wasn't everybody a problem. Was yeah, punctual, okay. exactly. And you, you know. didn't work with Africans, so there's no African time. Everybody else was on time, <laughs> no practice. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I was the one late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the excuses. You yeah, know. I was always the only one late. Yeah. Um, so this. Uh, this is what year we have done the it band. We have done the first concert, 2010. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 2011. How did you? How what led to the next phase of the journey with your band? 
uh, it was just folks asking to hear us. Mm -hmm. You know, folks were de de uh, demanding for us in the so circle. It was like wor yeah, word to mouth. Mm -hmm. We started doing shows outside of the mm -hmm. DMV. I've seen your Instagram, by the way. I've seen some a couple of your. You don't you don't post them a lot. You know, you gotta know. Did you, more, more <laughs> is very high. You can't just be getting his snaps. You gotta be <laughs> exclusive fans only. But uh, he has his stories. If you pay attention, he'll give us his uh, social media. But okay. I saw one of your stories. You posted a throwback of mm -hmm. your band days. I'm like, yeah. this guy's holding an instrument. Yeah. DJ said, <laughs> but that was a beat. That was refreshing. Yeah. So what was the next phase? So after the next, that, phase, yeah, the next for phase? music. The, the next phase was um, DJing. You know, okay. I picked up DJing in Why? 2000. How? Again, my love for stumbled music. It? Stumbled on it. Curiosity, mm -hmm. my curiosity. The same way I would approach a musical instrument as a kid, I still do it to this day. Music. Yeah, music. Music. So, yeah. DJ, 2010. Yeah, so t 20, uh, 2013, right? Okay. Yeah, I, no, 2014, sorry. Yes. So I had gone to, I was in Ivory Coast for about four months. I just needed a break. You, you went for a whole Yeah, you yeah, four months. Yeah, I just needed to get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I came back and I make, met up with so one of my good friends. No, Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast. Coast. Which, which yeah. is a, which capital? Which, where did you live in Ivory Coast? Abidjan. Abidjan. Abidjan people, you better cook for my brother when he visits. Ah, uh, well, it's Abidjan, <laughs> je vous salue. <laughs> yeah, I had to ahead, do a little okay. shout out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I came back and I was, at the time I was, you know, starting to like look for work. And so I have one of my, one of my good friends who was my DJ, who taught me how to DJ, mm -hmm. uh, Charlie. Charlie, 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 and then with Charlie and some a couple other friends, uh, Ish, Musa, Cedric, je vous salue aussi. Uh, it's uh, we, we created um, an event promotion group uh, called Le Quartier Group. Le okay. Quartier means the neighborhood, basically. Yeah, yeah, Le, Le Quartier, quartier. Yeah, Le quartier yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we started doing events in DC. Ca first catered to francophone because okay. we we kind of felt like there was a underrepresentation of uh, a, a francophone music like Ivorian, Togolese, you know, French. Oh, so you call it Afro Afro funk. No. How do you call it? Francophone. Francophone. Francophone is uh, fr like French speakers. Okay, French speakers. Yeah. So the, this in this combination you mentioned Togo. Togo. Yeah. Just any any French yeah, speaking any French country countries, okay, even like you know from the Caribbean, the French islands, they have like the zoo. The music was yeah. The music. Yeah. So we, we we felt like it was underrepresented in okay. in the DC nightlife. Okay. So that's kind of how we started doing uh, our own events once a month. And then you know what you progressed yeah started progressing okay. and uh, started doing private events and mm, etc nice. yeah and so that's kind of how uh, DJ started uh to the point where like i i traded my car for the dj controller because uh, yeah because charlie tight, tight, cause, tight, yeah because you're ready yeah, I, that's that's how it's invested I was. Yeah, 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 like I was, you know, I didn't sell my car for the controller. No, no, but you, like you, I, I got, I was, was yeah, different. I was getting another car and but I the didn't DJ need the old. Yeah, so I basically traded my car for a controller. You are a DJ. You're in DC. You've moved. You've transitioned from a band mm -hmm. where you were with all your teammates. You have gone to a DJ. So the DJ, did you was it part of the band or did you separate yourself as a separate entity to pursue your own separate thing? And how did your team band bandmates receive your new gig your new dj oh skill. they they loved it they oh, worked awesome, on it awesome, yeah awesome. so i was still uh because at the time when i went to ivory coast mm -hmm. i was going through a phase in my life so like 
uh, I wasn't as active in the band yeah, uh, anymore, yeah. so uh, there was another bassist. So when so I came back, back uh, 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 a shout out to Kwame, who was the new bassist. Shout and, uh, out to Kwame, shout out to Kwame, yeah. okay. Uh, and he's dope, phenomenal. So yeah. I decided to, you know, be on Adam as a band, uh, uh, as a DJ for the band. Okay. So uh, that's that's kind of like my new role now okay. uh, in the band. Uh, and the, but they loved it. The, the transition it wasn't so much because like you know everyone is still free to do any other project okay. they want. Uh, but when we get together, you you you, you know, bring your talent. Yeah, together. you bring your talent like, together, yeah. your experience and okay. stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but I, I love these guys, man. Yeah. Oh, so shout out, yeah. shout out to everybody yeah, who's made my this. brother get where he is. Shout yeah. out to the band members. Uh, <laughs> get us, so uh, the DJ that received you well. Mm -hmm. This is 2013, 2014. 14, yeah, we still 14, have six 15. years before yeah. we get to Seattle. Yeah. Okay, so so how did he go? How did uh, Mo D, mm -hmm. the brand, he's not as a DJ, <laughs> but we're going to get there. Let's go to DJ Mo first. Yeah. So you put DJ Mo. Why DJ Mo? How did you come with the name DJ M-O-H? Mo. Uh, so I didn't pick. Folks, you know, folks expect it for me. How did they get the word Mo though for you? How did they I mean, it's come from Mohammed. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, that's okay, like, okay. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you pick it up, you pick yeah, it up. Yeah. Now, your first gig, mm -hmm. what's your most memorable gig, memorable gig with the band, not the DJ? With the band. With the band first. Ooh. Actually, let me take you back a little bit. Give me a most memorable moment mm -hmm. as a child around your guitar, then give me a most memorable moment as the band, then mm -hmm. we'll finish with the DJ. Because this one's you'll... We either see whether your graph is going up <laughs> as you're building a more excitement because you're growing as a brand. Right, You've been right, growing exponentially right. over the years. Mm -hmm. So let's see. What was your first? My 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 first or oh, my favorite memory as a child. Let's as start a, as child. a child. Yeah. Or oh, with the music. In the, the music. Whole, yeah. Well, in the music realm, I think my favorite memory was. When my father surprised me with the guitar. Uh, that, that, yeah, I, I'm that, sure that was I mean, coming from an African, eyes, yeah, coming, African. From, coming from an African dad. That is huge. So you understand. You that know, was so yeah, huge. You know, arts and... Uh, Where did you even find the guitar? There were no guitar shops in Africa, in uh, Kenya for me. Uh, uh, no, no, this was in Maryland. Oh, yeah? This oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. I was that's, in Maryland at the time. Yeah, so I was a teenager, yeah. Okay. So not necessarily as a child, but... Okay. Yeah, so that was, you know, that's my favorite, like my favorite memory of that in the as a for music in the music realm. So let's put that together: childhood and band together. That was your most favorite moment. What about your band? Your band. I'm gonna revisit the question. Let's do it like this: What was the best show that you ever did with the band? That for you, you consider like this show was the shutdown, cream de la cream of all the shows I've done with the band. Like this, you know, every band member feels differently about right. different shows, but you, the yeah. show you felt like this day I That's executed. A, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, it doesn't have to be the best. One of the days you remember the best. Yeah, day. no, I mean there, there's there's several. There, we've done a lot of shows, okay. but I will say one of my one of my because it was it was a series of shows because mm -hmm. there was a time at. In the beginning of the band, where our guitarist Maher okay. uh, had to go for medical school, okay. so basically it came down to two of us, um, myself and and Nuruddin was our um, uh, our frontman, the lyricist. Okay. Uh, so as you know, and we were still getting invited to do to perform and stuff like that. Okay. So it was him and I going, you know, uh, to to those shows, and we would do like an acoustic set. Okay. And those were some of my favorite like 
those were you know i'm not saying that i didn't enjoy the other times but where like we're all together the, the acoustic the, yeah but the, with the instruments yeah because okay. you know that's kind of where i you know i understand that to do something like this he has to be you have to have the passion you know passion passion because okay. we were we were not getting paid for those shows but it's exposure but, you're, but you're yeah for yeah we were you know we didn't even have like any major plan behind like, oh okay. you know we were invited to do a show let's go and do our best right yeah so those and those shows were maybe like 30 40 people 50 they were tops. your foundation they were the, the places yeah. you launched from yeah without that energy you got from people though you were not right. paid you left with something that encouraged you to yeah. record again so those were yeah my favorite yeah memory yeah. You're a DJ now. Mm -hmm. This is 2014, around 2015. Yeah. So you're playing clubs. How did you maneuver? You're not Spider-Man. How did you know who to talk to? How did you, f this African boy who was back to America, <laughs> graduated, went back home, got yeah. some juice, came back. Uh, now he's coming back, his transition from a band member to uh, DJ. Right. Now DJ is a hobby to you at the beginning. Right. So you're here new to this market. I know these uh, DMV is not like easy yeah. to just get no. a gig. So how did right. your first, how did you get your first gig? How did you? No, so like I told you, I started DJing our own party, the party that we started organizing ourselves. What was the name of the party? Uh, so we d did it even have a name? It was just a party. Yeah, okay. it was just a party. Yeah. But, but it was catered to the francophone, like oh, the French yes, speakers. Yeah, French speakers. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how we started. And then you know, getting asked. Uh, and in a way, mm -hmm. I'm glad that like I started do doing those party first because my skill was not all that. To this day, like I. I th when I think back about those shows, those first shows that I was doing, I'm like, wow, like my transition was off. I was my deep, <laughs> you know, I'm still thinking about it, but I was doing it because okay. I was doing it straight out of passion and I was enjoying it. I was committed. Exactly. And with time and learning and, you know, uh, like I started shadowing other DJs in the club. Uh, what are some of the DC DMV clubs that were big around that time? That uh, at the time, like at the time, so we were sh there was Shadow Room. Shadow uh, Room. To those who knows, there yeah, was Shadow yeah, Room, okay. Eden. Eden. Yeah, we started doing events at Eden. Nice. Then there was Shadow Room. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, but big shout out to DJ Claude, Claude yeah. Dimarshan. Yeah. Uh, thank you for everything. Mm. And vibes. Vibes, man. Like, vibes, man. so much respect to this guy. Yeah, we gotta uh, make people come to DMV. Yeah. They gotta know who to talk to, yeah. which clubs to go. Yeah. That's you know, I, I don't think he knows himself, but like, he has a big influence on me as a DJ. Uh, cause I, you he, just he, got a major shout out, brother. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm always gonna give him credit for. How did you guys meet with him? Um, so we were invited to do a party to, to combine with another group of promoters. They were doing it every Friday at Shadow Room. Mm, okay. And that's kind of how we got added to the team for the promotion. Okay. And uh, as a package, I was added as a DJ on the bill. Um, and, you know, I was just, that was like my internship in a way, like learning how to, like the technical, like being behind the scene with another DJ, seeing, you know, just like the way the technicality is, etc. That's where I learned. What did you? What? What? Is, what? Are, what? Are, what was the most intriguing thing at the first time? Because you know you're a DJ, you're mm -hmm. an in-house DJ, and yeah. being exposed to clubs. What is the one thing that one of the first times you were DJing, you were looking at the crowd and like, whoa, I really underestimated this thing, or I overestimated this thing. Yeah. I didn't know this is what it takes. Because the DJ from the outside, we just see you guys dancing around, bobbing your heads, <laughs> mixing something, yeah. but you guys are behind the scenes. So you as an intern, what did you see? Yeah, so what one thing that I learned from Claude mm. um, is how many songs ahead he was like 
So right now he's let's say he's playing Bernard Boy, uh, Wonderful right now. Yes. Hey, so you you know this is the song he's playing right now. That's why we're all vibing to. But in his head, he has like maybe like six, seven to ten songs already, already lined up in his head. He knows what to play. Yeah. Ten before this one. Exactly. Nice. So he already knew. Yeah. So that's something that I learned how to. I, I, I was like, okay. You don't have get to, me caught. Don't, be, the, don't get caught up in the source of the. In the crowd. moment. Yeah. The song. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Think ahead. And, um, you know, and stuff like that can be practiced. But that's one of the biggest things that I learned. Oh, vibes. Yeah. Man. Vibes. Mm-hmm. Vibes. So this was your first show. Now tell me about the first show. That you actually you don't have to headline that you yeah. actually touch the, the 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 machines you touch the plates and you're like y'all were you nervous how I was it were I you shaky nervous. how was it how did you have friends that were you like was, what, what was your nervous. feeling what was I your was, body feeling i was nervous tell me yeah. about it uh, so we organized this party called coming to america hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you that was to, yeah you had to you had to yeah coming. so and um so the idea was to do it right after halloween oh, and we wanted to be like yeah yeah so we wanted to we wanted to showcase the uh, African excellence. So, like, okay. come as royalty. Mm-hmm. Come as, you know, dressed up real nice. Yes. You know, dressed up in African attire. Like, just royalty. Like, for one night, come Feel out. Feel special. Feel special. Once, yeah. Like, you know. Uh, so, that was the vibe. And, you know, it was our friends, again, from the Francophone crowd. Um, so, yeah, I, I was I was super nervous. But Charlie was there, who taught me how to DJ. Uh, the one on the controller. Uh, so, he started... And he basically told me, hey, you got this. I've seen you. You've been getting prepared. He kind of like motivated me. He's like, you can do this. So you can start and then I'll finish. And then that's kind of how it went. Uh, and then, of course, like I'm not going to start the party. Yeah. I had okay. to start like opening the night. Okay. And, but I was still nervous with two people in the, in, the, oh, the audience. in the audience. I was very nervous. The one thing a lot of people struggle with, yeah. especially artists, creatives, anybody, content creators, mm-hmm. is uh, we sometimes forget that we are our quality content is demanded out of us whether we have two people that's right or ten people always how was this two people experience three people experience how did you learn to build this up over time over time so i always have to remind myself that this is it's my show two three four five fifty thousand forty thousand it's your show it's my, it's my show okay i control it you know so but yeah and the only rule is I have to make it fun for them. Mm. Like I have to make the show a memorable one. For they those two, three, for those 50,000. Mm. As long as they enjoy the mm. time, because you know it takes a lot of resources to come to a show. First, you have time. to buy the ticket. Uh, women have to get dressed. Guys have to get dressed. Schedule. And, you know, you put the time. You know, you have to schedule. Take time out. They drive. That means that's gas. It's if not just if you're in a big city like DMV yeah. or Seattle, you have to think about parking. Parking. Time. Etc. Yeah. Yeah. And. So it's every time that I go to a show, that I'm invited to an event, or if I go, I do a party, I always remind myself of that, that they could have done so many other things than be here, but they came. They chose to be So here. I owe it to them to make this worth it. You know, that's always my, my the, the mindset that I have. And that's something that I learned from the band, okay. like playing with the band. Uh, you know, doing shows for 10 people to 1,000 or you know, 5,000 people. Okay. Like every single one of them came like they use a lot of resources to get here it's not just the money the time time is one of the best time is a very invaluable resource. asset that people really don't understand exactly what the value of time is exactly okay so them giving us your time as a performer you owe it to them to give them a good show to make it to make it worth it of course yeah what's your favorite food ah man you have to give us something <laughs> okay guys ladies and gentlemen this is dj Moore. <laughs> 
my favorite food <laughs> that's a tough one um i love i love barbecue i you love barbecue i love barbecue i love hold i love up, the grill up, i love up. the grill all right ladies and gentlemen and we're back again with mr mo d he was trying to tell us what his favorite food <laughs> was we had a little interruption but we're back okay so yeah. what do you like i like barbecue i like grilled meat like beef uh, i don't eat pork but beef chicken lamb chicken. especially lamb okay um, like more of the smoking the yeah whole the smoking yeah there. the whole process like okay. yeah all style I'm right now I'm studying Kezas. What's your favorite cut? What's your favorite cut in meat? Like you're like this meat if I get this cut, ah, uh, this is it. Uh, I'm a ribeye guy. I love the ribeyes, man. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you don't know, this guy here, he's the <laughs> chef is in him like music. His whole family. I spoke to his brother today, a chef in Sydney. Shout out to what's our brother's name? Oh, Max, Chef Max, all the way in Perth. Perth. Australia. If you're in Perth, if you're in Perth, we're gonna send you details of how to go and eat yeah. my brother's food. You have yeah. to go there. Anyway, I gotta ask you something. So. You told me you had a hobby. Mm -hmm. I had a hobby, a cooking hobby. Yeah. Forced on me by my mother because you do not have a house. <laughs> but uh, I have always had a dream of like changing the African art lands food landscape in America. Abroad, you know, I'm a foodie. Yeah. I love food, but passion. Mm -hmm. Have you ever eaten in an African restaurant in America? Of course, of course. Now tell me which restaurant that you consider like which african oh. restaurant because you've traveled quite a bit that's which a african one. restaurant in uh, america okay you tell me first this is a hard one it's a very hard <laughs> one. Yeah. tell me okay how about this start with all the restaurants you've ranked like Ooh. when you go to the city i've eaten this place is really good and this good then go and then say oh. of all of them oh man this was my one okay all right so you know i just came back from the dmv yes. i was in maryland vibes uh so and i also you know while i was out there i, I took a break and went to see my sister in, in atlanta shout out to so, atlanta yeah, sister uh -huh. yeah uh kukunawa yeah um uh -huh. so yeah and every time you know everywhere i go i try i love food so uh -huh. you know so number one restaurant it's not an official it's not listed it's my uh -huh. mom's uh -huh. that's the number one restaurant <laughs> my mother's cooking yeah like you know i'm you know you guys are invited she's always happy to cook for people so what what's your favorite mom's meal like when she cooks this one she cooks everything perfect but the oh one you like mom cook this again please repeat another so, one like dj kali yo so she makes this plantain fufu mm -hmm. with uh with uh eggplant stew so plantain i know that we have the bananas yeah the plantain, plantain, and yeah. then we have fufu which yeah, is it's like mixed. more like grapes or uh, something made of corn right yeah it's corn of, so, it's corn of the fufu is made out of uh the fufu is made out of uh plantain mainly Oh. Yeah, sweet plantain actually, sweet white plantain and uh, and a little bit of, of cassava. Beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Cassava, okay. Yeah, yeah. So do you get any sauce on it, or you just yeah, like we put, it no? We put the sauce. Yeah, like the hot accent, tips, Yeah. Hot, you're more of a hot person, mild, hot, mild. Uh, somewhere between mild and hot. Like I like it. I like it with a kick. I like to enjoy my food, but I don't want to suffer for it, you know. Ah, yeah. You know, so I went I, to it, there, it has to be. There has to be kick, like you it's know. Not a, not a, it hurts a little bit, you know? <laughs> right? Not, not, not to make you cry. Not to make you cry yeah. and like you know and comfortable. So mom number one. Yeah, mom number one. Okay. Uh, now this is a tough one. Go ahead. I have to go between uh, Salisha. That's my home girl in DC. She okay. does catering Avora food. Oh, catering. If you're in DC, it's yeah. called what Avora. Salisha, 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 Salisha catering. catering. Yeah, okay. Salisha catering. 
Oh man, she can cook. Okay. And then the other restaurant, I will have to go with Swahili Village, man. Oh! Yeah, Swahili yeah. Village? I've been to the Swahili Village. Yeah. What so so Swahili Village. Yeah. Swahili Village. Yeah, the it's Kenyan spot. Yeah, in Maryland. Yeah. How did you, from Ivory Coast, <laughs> know about DMV oh. in DC? Because oh, you you're not from 254. So let's go. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you all for this from the 254. Yeah, um, shut up. Okay. So being in DC is very diverse. Yes. Uh, so you meet a lot of Kenyans. Okay. But I was introduced to Swahili Village through uh, one of my my boss, my mentor, uh, who's who that? uh, uh, that's Dr. Asaf Anyamba. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Anyamba, a, is he from Ivory Coast too? No, he's from Kenya. No. Anyamba? Anyamba is not a Kenyan Anyamba. Anyamba. Is that, is that Kenyan name? A- Asaf Anyamba. He's from Kenya. Shout he, out to a, you, brother. Shout yeah, out to you. So big, so big, big shout out to uh, Dr. Asaf. Dr. Anyamba, by the way. Doctor. Well, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, you have to be but, doctor he will, but he will tell you just call him Asaf. That's kind of a guy. So, uh, nice. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Anyamba him, yeah, yeah. was uh, one of my boss uh, at NASA. You worked at NASA? <laughs> yes. How? I told you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're playing around. <laughs> More yeah. has worked at NASA. That means he has tickled aliens abroad and come back. <laughs> this guy just goes with Uber with the spaceship, goes to planet Earth, comes back, comes to Pluto, comes to Tacoma, this guy goes to Pluto, comes back. NASA people, hey, levels. This podcast has changed. Oh, NASA, man. go ahead, go ahead. NASA, yeah. Okay. Um, How was your experience at NASA, man? Did you, um, where was the station based at? Uh, in uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. So, uh, is that a distance away from the city, like a little out? So yeah, it's a little bit in the outskirts of Washington, D.C., okay. about 20 minutes from D.C., mm. um, and uh, really close to the University of Maryland, mm. which is how I got to work at NASA, Price, through a pro- Price, one of my professors. And, I mean, working out there was... Don't put that on your resume, bro. NASA oh, it's, vibes, it is. It is. Yeah, okay, it's okay. been on my resume for a long time. I have a friend who worked at NASA. Yeah, okay. yes. yeah, yeah. You know, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity because mm-hmm. a lot of things, a lot of people you don't know about me. No, you don't have to say it. Well, just for, between me and you, nobody's listening. Just me and you. Know, so no. I wouldn't know, but because my focus was on the Earth. Uh, yeah, all the research that I worked on, all the product I worked on was for Earth. You know, oh, studying. Nice. Yeah, like studying. You know, uh, you know, climate change, uh, global huge, warming. Bro. This is huge. Uh, with satellite imagery, because um, okay. I feel like I live you here. Loved, you love geography. That's so where. You're, st- you're looking at everything from the exactly. So just as a stupid naive question from somebody who has zero and negative <laughs> seventy-five education in geography. Yeah. But so when you're studying the topography of like the moon. Mm-hmm. And the Earth. Yeah. How do you interpret images of the Moon the way you see them? How do you know this is a mountain? Because some of them look like craters on holes. Or how do you interpret the images of the Red Lake in the Mar- in a, in a Mars? Oh, in Mars? Or yeah. um, there's something else that glows in Venice. I forgot. Is it a? I forgot. How do you interpret? How do you look from just pictures that you're shooting from here and, and interpret uh, this is this? How do you do it? Yeah. So um, first of all, again, my, I'm, I'm only focused on Earth. You know, oh, I've, I've okay, never okay, really okay. studied I moon. Gotta give you pressure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but you know, we uh, everything that we, the reason we're able to detect it is from like satellite imagery. You know, these telescopes or uh, these satellites take pictures, and those pictures are we are able to interpret uh, from our knowledge from Every what day? we know from oh, the is theory. It daily? Yeah, uh, so it depends. The satellite, not to get too technical, but yeah, it's, it, to, yeah, okay. it's satellite, each satellite has its own orbit, orbit. and its timing. Yes, okay. um, so some satellites uh, will fly, let's say, for example, Seattle, they will fly maybe once every every two weeks or every 10 days. 
Yeah, and then you also have some satellite that takes pictures of the Earth daily. Oh, um, yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know, so and because we are able to get a collection of images since the 1970s, mm -hmm. so we're able to kind of like see the changes you that's able happening. To make it, analyze. Yeah, to analyze. To get your yeah, you know, we have like algorithms. Like yeah, that okay. allow us to see. So my the part that I worked the most on was forestry, just to understand. Uh, why we're losing trees, uh, fire, clear cutting, uh, you know, to cut, yeah, to, yeah, because it was all related to climate, to global warming, you know, to kind of like, uh, you know, basically trees basically are the one keeping us alive at this point. Yeah, this is it. This yeah, is it. you know, because uh, the, the amount of carbon dioxide that's going in the atmosphere, uh, that's what's causing, uh, you know, global warming right now, temperature rising, etc. Um, so we were, I was studying trees, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and so there are specific satellites. <laughs> now we get it. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. So let's go back. We yeah. have found that but he loves trees. Now let's find another tree lover. <laughs> so there was this Dr. Anyama. Yeah. So how did you and Dr. Anyama end up in the restaurant? Did you eat his food on the lunch break? <laughs> what happened? Did you pay for his lunch back? Uh, how did you end up in the? In no. the in, how did you take you there? How did you end up, how the conversation? I think uh, one of one lunch. Uh, he, you know, as I've again, very one of the best people I ever worked okay. for. Um, he had like this community, 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 community uh, energy. Uh, yeah, energy. Mm. You know, so all the interns will, you know, he will have us and the interns. Um, couple of times in the month, like let's go out and eat, and that's kind of how you introduced me to uh, to Swahili village. So you got to Swahili village, yeah. And how many years did you keep on going? Because you know some places you uh, eat once and you never go. How how was the food? How was so, Swahili village? Fortunately for me, mm -hmm. Swahili village live only ten minutes from me. Oh, so that's yeah. So yeah, okay. so I would say maybe once a month. Mm. Yeah, think think maybe from two thousand thirteen. Now, Shit. shout out to Swahili Village. Yeah. You suck, yeah. Once a month, what was um, your favorite what? thing to go there for? Why did you go in there? Oh, like, there's something you else to go back. Uh, you I know, know that Kenya, that Nyama Choma, Nyama Choma, Nyama Choma. Yeah, you know, that different. You know, we don't have to go to Maryland for <laughs> there has to be something about Nyama Choma that you like that was different from the one in Rainier, the one in Beacon Hill, the one in Kent, the one in Renter, the one in Seattle. So, what was different about this one? I don't know, man. Like. The tenderness, the way they combined. What was it? What tenderness. was on your plate? The first, the, the one thing that you loved on your plate on safari. So what was on your plate? The the so you have the nyamachoma on the left. Okay. There's a little bit of like rice pilau. Okay. Pilau, yes. Yeah, pilau rice and plantain. And in the middle, they have like this masala sauce. Mm, you're making me oh, hungry. Man. It was uh, fire. Bro. You would go there, bro. Oh, bro. Man. Yeah, big time, big and, time, uh, big time. And, and one thing that I love is also the space, man. man shout out to Swahili Village because okay. it's not it's not easy, especially in the, in the Maryland DC area. It's, it's not really market. easy. To, it's a tough market, you know, to, to for business owners, especially in the food industry, because you have so many different cultures, so many different options. And there's so for a lot of competition. For you to stand out, you, you have, have to be, be very, very, very yeah, very unique too, yes. right? And uh, for for them to have be able to carry on, and now they're expanding. Okay. Uh, when I was there recently, um, uh, I know they now have a, a location in Washington D.C. Okay. Um, so big shout out to them, like because they they really create this vibe of like, you know, you know, you basically it's like you're stepping into Africa. Like the vibe out there is Africa, but at the same time it's like it's modern, very modern. 
and uh, it's, it's just it's just a cool place to be at, man. You know, so I really encourage everybody shout to like to, to go. That, shout out to that. Yeah. Now let's go back. Step back with your favorite yeah, food. Okay, food. Let's <laughs> go back to music. So we have yeah. the music. We are in DC, mm-hmm. and uh, we have t- you. You told us. So what was your biggest gig as an as a DJ at that time that you felt like this show was like this show kind of like took me. This is uh this uh, like. All your shows are great, but there's one show in DC before you became to Seattle that you know mm-hmm. this show was the Cream de la Cream and everything. What was what show was that? I would say the Ivorian Festival. What is that about? What's Ivorian so Festival? So every so every year okay. it's usually the first Sunday of in the month of August. Okay. So it kind of falls around our Independence Day. Okay. Um so um every so this we have a lady uh auntie I call her Auntie Pepita. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she has a, an organization and, and a, a non-profit uh, called La Menton Dieu, which in English means the Reach Out Hands. Okay. Yeah, and she she does a lot of great work. Um, and uh, so what we founded our uh, uh, company, the event company, event planning company, Le Cartier, uh, we wanted to cater to uh, to the Ivorians in uh, in the DC in the DC. DC area. Okay. Yeah. So we reached out to her to do one of her events for free because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, every year she does a couple of events. Uh, one is the women's seminar of on uh, International Women's Day. When is what? that? So women International Women's Day the whole was yeah, in March. In yeah. Okay. So, she, so if you're in DC area, please check on to that. Okay. Yeah. So she had uh, she does this event once a, during uh, Women History Month. Okay. And so we offered to to bring some music to that uh, to the to that to her brunch event and uh, for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she asked us so she was if she was happy. You know, and we also made some donations for her. That's like our approach to oh, her. Oh, you approach to everything, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and she asked us to do the uh, the Ivorian Festival later that year. That year, that was in 2016. And, uh, you know, DJing for my people. I mean, and it wasn't just Ivorian. There were people from everywhere, literally. You know, everywhere. Because it's, it's very open in the middle of downtown Silver Spring in Maryland. Um, so, and it's during the summertime. So, people are out. There, there's food. But like performing uh, for my for my people, and then my mother was there. Uh, the entire community that saw me growing up, you know, since I moved to the United States, like I'm able to like do something for them, uh, bring them joy, like you know, take them back, make them feel like they're in Africa. Because I played a lot of like retro song throwbacks. You brought but, it back. Yeah, you I brought it back. You know, I wanted to like just give them that, you know, that vibe, okay. and uh, so that. That that show, it's one of my best shows as a you know as you a DJ in you know, the crowd. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta ask you something. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing you'd wish you'd known um, before you went to NASA? Before I went to NASA, okay. you know, sometimes let me give you an example. I went to a show in uh, Miami mm-hmm. um, at the uh, um, um, Performance Art Institute. I think it was 2017, 2018? Right. Uh, 2017. A friend of mine invited me there and uh, there were two shows concurrently. One was open mic and the other one was actually main arena. Mm-hmm. But everybody on the open mic had a free slot on the open arena. Oh, I see. So the open arena, the, the open mic, I killed it. But nice. I killed it based off a guy who was in Kansas. Mm-hmm. But when I went to the arena, I didn't know Dave Chappelle was on stage. Oh, wow. I was not prepared to give Dave Chappelle a comedy set worth his time. Mm-hmm. I freaked out. I didn't even step on stage. Oh. I wished that I knew 
that when you go on stage, you don't give 10% because you're expecting 10 people. No. I, you have to give 200% because 200%. you never know. Because that time. other arena, they didn't even put him as the, the guest. He was, he was just, just a, a I saw surprise. him. And I'm like, you guys do things like this over here? Wow. And I was told you have to be ready for it. Always. So you are at NASA. Yeah. I know a few years ago, you had not imagined yourself as a student mm-hmm. during your third year, sophomore, freshman, mm-hmm. that you're going to be at NASA. What's one thing you'd wish you'd known before you were there? Uh, I wish I'd known not to give up. Vibes. I mean, and it's funny thing to say that because since we came, we told you know we know don't give up, don't give don't up. give up, don't give up, yeah. But to be we don't know, we don't know how what it takes to not give up. And I wish I, I, I just persevere, perseverance, and which kind of bring back to the quote, you know, because um, as as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and but what first of all, when I mean not giving up. It's uh, it it's not just giving up on what you do. Don't give up on your dreams, your mm. childhood dreams. Don't mm. give up on them. Because mm. as a kid, if you asked me when I was nine, ten years, and this was back in Africa, yeah. uh, if you asked me what I wanted to be as a, when I grew up as a profession, I would have told you astronaut. That was it. That you were like, I need to be on a spaceship. I wanted to be an astronaut. And you were really close to it. I was yeah, and I got to work in NASA. But, and that kind of like, you know, thinking back, I wish, okay, if I had not given up on that dream of being an astronaut. You were right there. Because I was in Africa. I had to be realistic. Yes. You know, I didn't know when I was coming or if I was coming to the United States. My father was here, sure, but okay. I didn't know when. So I had to kind of like tone down my realistic goals. So like astronaut kind of like moved from astronaut to, you know, pilot and stuff like that. But to sometimes I think, okay, if I had not like given up on that dream of astronaut, like You'd have been, been the Mars right now. I would have been that astronaut. Maybe the one presidential what, award. You never know, stuff. you know, because you know the path that you know I had to trust God path, but and and not give up on my dream because God, you know, something. Probably, God was, you know, God knew that He was going to lead me to NASA eventually. So you knew. You're telling, uh, we are discussing this, ladies and gentlemen, like, DJ Mo, you're telling, like, if we start to some of the childhood ambitions that we dreamt when we had left, mm-hmm. we could be more. We could be more. That's right. Man, that would be dope. You'd have been because right now. Because be- I could have I been watching you. Perseverance is dope. Perseverance. You'd have been watching me from up there. Right. Sending you me know. alien snacks. Alien, no. shika. Right. Cha! But in that same aspect, Go ahead. I also trust God's path because... There's a reason if why I, you're here. I, there's a reason why I'm here. You're serving a purpose. Maybe if I if I stuck to the astronaut side, I would have maybe I don't think I would have pursued my love, my curiosity music. for for, for music. Yeah. And I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be Modi today, you know. The one thing I appreciate yeah. is you do admit that even though because you know, let me be honest with you, Mo, I came to America to study medicine. I came wow. I wanted to be a dentist. I really love teeth. But <laughs> because I couldn't afford the path. Things didn't work out towards the path of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I still see teeth, but I do comedy. I make people laugh. I don't get close to teeth oh, if I want to, wow. but I I am still around the teeth. The that teeth I like. It's yeah. my energy. I love teeth. Yeah. First That's... thing I stare at people. My wife tells me, "What do you love about me? Teeth. I love your teeth." <laughs> so I do understand it. So right. it's counterproductive. Don't look at it as a loss. It's not. It's not a loss. It's exactly. never a loss. You yeah. do now. You are more. The DJ in DMV. How did you end up in Seattle? So Seattle um, came. 
I moved here for a job. Uh, I'm also nice. techie. Nice. Uh, I got to work for. I came up for a contract okay. with Amazon. Shout out to Amazon, okay? Yeah. So initially, it was a six month contract. Um, so my goal was okay. And also, currently, at the time when I got a job offer, I kind of wanted to get out of the DMV a little bit. I wanted to. You're ready to change the scene. Yeah, another scene. I wanted to yeah. change the scene. So when the opportunity came, I just came, went for it. And initially, you know, I was like, okay. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Did you have any friends in Seattle? I didn't know anyone in Seattle. So you're coming to a city that nobody, no, nobody knows <laughs> you. You're just, you know, risking your life. Oh, this astronaut is going yes. now to cities. Oh, like, yeah. So how did you come? How did that happen? You, um, you came to Seattle. Yeah, I came, but could find an apartment. And and that's the crazy thing. Tell not me, not only something. I didn't I didn't know anyone in Seattle. Yes. But I had two weeks to move to Seattle, and I've never Whoa. been to Seattle before. Two. Two weeks. You can't get an apartment in Seattle a month and a half out. You yeah. have to make two and a more. Like you can't get a month and a half out. How did yeah. you? Whoa. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. when, when you follow God's path, like a lot of some, of, you know, those vibes, issues become vibes, very vibes, minimal. Vibes, you know. Vibes, vibes. Yeah. So uh, uh, I found this pro this company online that match with roommates. Okay. I was looking since I didn't know anyone in Seattle. I wasn't yeah. gonna. Bring my car. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be close to work and close to the action as possible. Okay. So downtown was obviously one of the best locations. The one of the best place, yeah. Yeah. So I found this program that matches you with roommates, you and found, uh, yeah. I did the application online and everything. So and because one thing I didn't want to do was come you don't here. Hustle. You don't, yeah, you don't I didn't want to like maybe stay in the Airbnb while I look for an apartment. Yeah, it's too much time. Uh, too much. Because yeah. you're required to work. Yeah, I, I have to start work right yeah. away. Um, so um, I went to that program and. Um, it, it just worked out like you know I, I i wanted i moved in like landed took my uber with my two suitcase yeah, and then suitcase life. yeah and yeah. then i went straight you know moved in right away went to target and bought some stuff and you know that you same day started it. yeah so just how was your experience in seattle was that you knew they always say oh seattle has seattle freeze seattle <laughs> cars, they flake out right you. okay so how, did, yeah. how was your reception so, energy is different from dmv uh, so the, it's it's different, but I like the vibe in Seattle because mm. you know maybe I've been fortunate, mm. but I didn't really f experience the Seattle freeze as much. That's refreshing. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, I like that folks are open to try new things here. Mm. You know, uh, and it's because it's it's a city that's slowly becoming more and more diverse. Uh, so for and the the reason why it's getting diverse, you know, at this level is that folks are open to it because. Um, you can't really get close-minded folks into something new, something that they have never seen. Um, so, and so that's really what I love about uh, the Seattle scene. I feel like folks are very welcoming to to new ideas, to try new things. You know, I like that. I yeah. like that. Yo, Mo, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I admire how you, your your whole journey has been. <laughs> we are in Seattle. This is Mo. There was a brand that Mo had in DMV. So that brand is now. Mm -hmm. How did that acclimatize? How did that work? How did that, how did you oh, mingle? Man. How did Mo launch those <laughs> Mo the, the tech guy? Now there's Mo the brand. How did Mo the brand launch? How was it for you? So um, I was added to a, a group chat. Okay. So one of my buddies, one of my good guys in uh, in, in DC, okay. from well, you know, uh, shout out to Eze from LCM. Uh, he put me in contact with one of his fraternity brothers. Um, uh, who lived in Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, and that person uh, introduced me to this group chat, 
of because uh, I'm also in a fraternity. Uh, I pledge Ayuda Phi Theta. Vice, uh, vice, vice. And uh, yeah, I out to all my frat brothers. Hey! Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, I was added to a group chat of Greeks who lives in Seattle, and um, that's kind of how you know started meeting a few people. And uh, I went to this party one time that Tammy, shout out to Dave, uh, Tammy from Afrophoria. Shout out Tammy, shout yeah. out Tammy. Yeah. Uh, so he posted this event that he was having, and it was down the street from where I lived. And this, I had been in Seattle for about two weeks now. You're like, okay, yeah, uh, okay. about a week, yeah. So I, I went to that African party, and I saw DJ Bobby Blast. Mm. And Bobby Blast has been really the guy who had allowed me to get to get you know on the, on the scene yes uh, so big shout out thank you i mean bobby i always appreciate you um uh you know i, I always tell you that but now i'm telling every occasion that i have you know i have to give you a we gotta big give shout, you a out shout out to out bobby bobby og blast mm-hmm. at og blast um you know so he's I the know one OG blast. He's yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah right? definitely like mm-hmm. great great guy okay. great guy um yeah like what was your first gig in seattle so it was so bobby blast uh was having a boat party uh this was in mm-hmm. june of 2018 right. um wow. and uh, so i asked him if uh if you know if i could open for him okay and and this is someone who had never seen me dj ever, ever never ever. heard my mix but he and, trusted you and he trusted me damn vibes to him and, uh, blast vibes, yeah vibes, uh-huh. so he trusted me to you know uh, open open okay. up uh, okay. on the boat okay. and then he took over and it just started from there and then um, mm-hmm. the other scene uh, I was through uh, DJ Mo okay. Mori Why yeah. DJ Mo you know yourself right. energy god yeah uh-huh. so uh, Mariam my sis uh, Mariam she's out here like you probably seen her so she she's Ivorian too okay. uh, I met her through a group chat of Ivorian okay. who were in Seattle I was added to one uh-huh. um and she's the one who told me to go to Red Lounge mm-hmm. uh, on last Friday of the month. This was in August. Okay. And uh, they have Red Afrobe- Lounge is a restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. It's in Seattle. Yeah. It's up in uh, Bye Bye Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, Red so. Lounge is the hottest yeah. reggae club in Seattle. Vibes, man. Better yeah, pull Afrobeat up. reggae. Afrobeat yeah. reggae. And shout out to up. all the guys out there. DJ, DJ Moore, veteran. Mariam. Yeah, Gialis. Everybody. Yeah, everybody you know. there. Vibes, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, shout out to Manny, uh, yeah. everybody, all the crew, man. All the you crew, guys man. know DJ Extend. Yeah. There's so many of them. All DJ of you Element, guys, all, all, all the guys, long, all the guys, long. all the guys. Okay, so yeah. you were up those Red Lounge, okay? Yeah, so Red Lounge. Uh, so I go on that last Friday and I get there, and there's you know there's a DJ that was playing like Coupe de Calais, like Afro Ivorian music, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, okay, all right. So there might be some Ivorian here. This is dope. So I go and so I'm like I'm you know I'm vibing I'm vibing and then he plays this throwback. Murray played this throwback like Coupe de Calais that unless you're from Africa Coast you or like you, know you have to know yeah, you have to be like you won't really understand yeah. how like that song is a myth yeah, you know. Yeah. So he drops it. So I got up and I'm like forgetting where I am. I don't know how to dance, but I got up you and I'm like, like uh-uh. and I'm, I was like yo, yo. Is, this, is this guy really from Africa Coast? Yeah. Yeah, so of course he finishes set, and I'm like, I can't help but like, I go up on, on the on the stage, and I'm yeah. like, yo, like, Get me good, on. Great, great set, okay. and like, you know, and um, I was like, yo, I'm I'm from DC, um, I'm DJ Mo, like I'm a DJ too, 
And uh, what's your name? He's like, I'm Mo. Like, I'm DJ Mo. I'm like, I'm DJ Mo. <laughs> you know? I'm Mo. You yeah. can't be Mo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. so we're like, oh, I'm DJ Mo too. And he's from Guinea. And Because I thought he was from Ivory Coast. Well, I was like, trying to see the name. Because yeah. your name came from my name. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, because of the music he was playing. I was like, are you, um, are you, are you, Ivory, are you from Ivory Coast? Ivory music and you're Guinean. Yeah. He's Guinean, like, no, I'm man. from Guinea. I just love Coupe de Cali. And, um. That's kind of where we vibe, man. And then right. Mori also, man, my brother. Shout out, Mori. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, you know, he knows how I feel about it. I love you, bro. Amazing, I love you. I'm, gonna, I'm sending you on the podcast. I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. Our people, our people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, Mo, okay. so since then, like, Mo, uh, from that day, I think yeah. the next week he was, they were having a wedding. Uh, him and another Mori, uh, another DJ Mo, they uh, invited me to come and, you know, just check it out yeah just come help like be there for you know vibe, yeah, with, them. vibe with them now and, you are and coming that's, here and that's how it started and you were coming in this wedding like i used to be in a band i played in a band in the wedding before i used to be a dj like me mm-hmm. now i'm coming in this humble position how was that for you that energy how you're soaking in and everything but it i have to say i have to go back you know because there's kind of like a little period where i was not really fan of djing anymore while i was in dc tell me about it what what because a lot of people are struggling with the on and off sometimes like right. even me in comedy sometimes i feel like yeah like since this corona happened uh since there's no stage and mm. it's unclear how we're going to go back to business right. a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people struggle with that on and off set where sometimes you're you're uninspired. It's normal to That's be right. uninspired. You're running out That's of right. juice. You're having self doubt. It happens. So what happened to what happened? What happened? To um, for me, it was mostly it, it was an external factor. Mm. You know, uh, I I still had the passion. The passion. I still want. I still had the drive. I was always mixing at home and practicing, learning new music, learning new techniques. Yeah. Uh, but for me, what really just kind of like left the bad taste in my mouth was like the. Um, the the business of the nightlife yeah you know the behind the scenes the behind the scene you know that ex you know excessive uh competitive competitiveness you know between promoters between clubs between between not so so much between djs per se but yeah but yeah but that was that was that play that that was some uh those played a little bit but not you know I, I always feel like they teach me lessons, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the the nightlife scene, uh, the business behind the behind the scene business is something that kind of left the bad taste. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to do clubs anymore, you know. And so I, I kind of stopped DJing. Um, I was doing only private events, wedding, um, you know, school events and stuff Just like that. Things, like yeah. you know, yeah, corporate corporate gigs. How did you get back to it? So it was when I moved to Seattle mm. um, that I was like, okay, it's, I was like, it's a different scene, different uh, energy, different it's a crowd. different, yeah, different energy, uh, and I felt like I could bring a little bit, you know, add something. Yeah, I, I felt like I could bring something different, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you know reignited my, you know, the need, like the want to actually like go to do like big parties and clubs mm-hmm. and, and and bars and stuff like that, and um, yeah, and. Th- Honestly, like Seattle, I felt like Seattle has already given me way too much. Mm. You know, the love, like the, the support that I get from people, is yeah. really, really overwhelming. Yeah, we've like, done, it's, you've it's done really a shows before. I appreciate it, man. We like, love you, Seattle. Yeah. Did Mo D DJ Mo gives you all the shots. What's your favorite country, DJ Mo? Country? Like not country where, like country to visit. Let me use country to visit. Country what's to your favorite? Let me let me rephrase the question. Mm-hmm. How about what's your favorite vacation spot? Favorite. So I love the beach. 
Mm. I love water. Like I love being on the beach. Like okay. just water. You're more of a Caribbean, Caribbean vibe person. Vibe, always, person. Man. Like I love the sun. Like somewhere sunny with okay. water. Okay. Uh, but favorite country that I visited, uh, it'll have to be Cuba. Cuba. Cuba, yeah, Cuba is dope. Yeah. Not because of cigars. Cigars is a part of it. No. But what do you like about? I like the colors that they have on buildings. The the the, 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 the summer color, the purple, the pink, the blue, the red, the yeah, yellow. So it's 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 full of color. Like that's that's Cuba. Of, uh, it's texture. So there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of culture. There's a lot of culture. Like the and it's very it's a very colorful culture. Did you eat Cuban food? I had Cuban food, but Cuban food is not, to what be is honest. It like? Is it like Latin food? Or what is it more like? African? Uh, what is it like? Pasta it's a, it's, yeah, it's a little bit more like Latin and uh, African a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. There's a twist. Yeah. No, to be honest, the, the Cuban cuisine is not my favorite. Yeah, I was not, I'm best. not really impressed, okay. but I wasn't really impressed. But uh, I mean, they, are, they do have some good dishes. They have music good? Oh, like, the music, of good, course. The salsa. Yeah, yeah. The salsa, man. And, you know, and funny things like Cuba and Africa is they have they, a, they, they, we have, we have a long long history way yeah, before history. you know of course you know um, uh, having a lot of Africans there African descendant there but um, the the music too like so in the seventies okay. during the independence movement in Africa um, uh, Cuba you know Fidel Castro and Che Guevara actually helped a lot of African country get their independence. Of course, you, you can't yeah. find it a lot of guerrilla warfare. The guerrilla warfare of, techniques, etc. A lot of, uh, what's it called, coups. Yeah, yeah he knew exactly. He knew, yeah. yeah. So, and um, and through that, like, of course, by helping, it was they were also he was also exporting Cuban He's culture, Cuban culture to people to so those countries. He welcomed them. Yeah. And Do Cubans speak English or French? Or both? Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. So when you go there, yeah, there's a little, a little shaking stuff over. So actually, no. I mean, I can survive. I, I, you can, I, you can I can survive. It, I can survive in Spanish a little bit. Yeah. Where did your love of cooking come from? Because you know, there's not a lot of men who are posting videos <laughs> and Snapchats and Instagram about chef. Oh, I like this cuts. You have to have because I love food too. I'm yeah. a food enthusiast. I can tell this guy right. has something with food. This cut that he posted. This has to be somebody else. <laughs> so, where did your love for food come from, and when was this? Like love for love for cooking came from my love of food. No love of food, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just love food. Like you know, it's a. Uh, you love food to cook, or you dated women who could not cook forever, so you decided I cannot suffer. <laughs> I am losing weight. I cannot suffer. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, well, the people that I dated, I've been fortunate to to have been to to, get, to date girls who could cook. Actually, there's a couple that they have been <laughs> boiling water and salt. <laughs> yeah. We can mention names. Go ahead. I Go mean, ahead. no, they know who they are. I'm not gonna mention okay, the name because I mean, names. I keep it honest. If okay. it's good, I'll tell you. If it's not good, I'll let you know too. So you started cooking. Yeah. So I started cooking. Bit. What was your first meal? Like you said, today I'm deciding to start this meal. What was chicken be? Uh, water, coffee. Well, I sort of like omelets for breakfast and stuff. Okay, but like exactly. when I started cooking was you know when i moved out of my parents house yeah and i was like let me try a pasta of course like Pasta's something very basic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, that, yeah that's the thing i started learning and then um but my I, honestly i didn't really start cooking like my love for cooking really started like when i back in 2016 uh when i moved with my cousin telly okay. um you know shout out to telly shout in north carolina, telly, like, telly, yeah. in Charlotte, north carolina. okay yeah so uh, it was in, in this house that like i really started like you know i i got an, a uh, a big like i started getting really enthusiastic about cooking 
you know and i started watching like videos on instagram you know gordon ramsay everybody knows and then my my brother max you know who's a chef also came to visit me uh in the you know and like and um, he came to visit me in the DMV and he was cooking, getting up every day. Okay. Uh, and he would literally walk to the grocery mar- grocery store, pick up stuff, come cook it. So like, and he started like, just like his view on, on food, like how he simplified to a point where like, I'm like, like cooking doesn't even take a lot. It doesn't, doesn't need a lot. lot. Yeah. You just need, you know, mm-hmm. you just need a few of these, a Put few this of that. Here, drop this that's it, here, you yeah, know, right. and that's kind of how it started. Let me ask you something. How do you continue to learn? You know, like I believe from mm-hmm. music in Africa, we are in a DMV, band, DJ, cooking, Seattle, we're kicking it. Yeah. Uh, this is a lot of roles. Yeah. NASA. How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things in your role? Because you have to polish. You can't just be, everything cannot just stumble on you. How do you learn? You, you know, audio books, books, yeah. no books. How do no I cook ancestors? It? Do you pray? Witchcraft? How do you, how do you, how do you learn? <laughs> you know, f- first I learned by being cu- curious, continuously being curious. Curious, curious is it's like key. I, I like I'm. I always convince myself that I don't know anything, and I still have a lot more to learn. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm gonna convince myself I don't know anything, so I can learn more. Yeah, when you think you know, no, because yeah, know. if if you know. If you know yourself, you okay. know, you agree with yourself. Okay. You admit to yourself that you don't know nothing. Okay. You will know that you have a, a lot of work to do. You have to keep learning. So I keep, you know, and I learn stuff that I'm like, that I'm passionate about. Mm. You know, if you have a passion, you always want to like know the, the next best thing, you know. Sure. That's very you accurate. Know, um, tell me one thing you're good at and tell me one thing you are, you know, this thing, do not even tell me. Like me, I'm <laughs> very good at cooking in the kitchen. I really do not, I cannot swim. I'm not a flotation device. <laughs> I sink to the bottom of my boat. This is my DNA. What about you? Tell me, what are you good at? What are you not good at? I feel like I'm good at learning. Mm, you're soaking knowledge. Yeah. I like, I you know, it. I like to observe. Mm. Um, you know, I like to observe stuff. I just want to find out what's going on mm. uh, in terms of, like what's around me. Okay. Um, so that's that's one thing I feel like I'm good. Okay. At, I'm good at. What I'm bad at, to be honest, is discipline. Discipline of what timekeeping? What is what kind of discipline? Everything. You know, like just being disciplined on the task. You know, I'm very. Uh, my mind's wonder a okay, lot. Don't worry. We all you like know. so. You know, yeah, like I wonder that, yeah. a lot. You have to like so, find a way to like bring it back. Yeah, yeah I always have to bring by myself. Like okay. end of like, um, fa- like I'm really bad at like discipline. That's one of my main struggle, and that's what I've been working on. Okay. Um, it's one of like it's like my, I, you know, I feel like. If I had more, a lot more discipline, I could have. I would definitely be ahead of where I am now. Mm. You know, but oh. it's not like a race. But it's more yeah. like talking talking about that discipline. Yeah. Now your brand. So how would you describe your brand? What's the name of your brand? What do you describe it as? So I would say my brand is I. I call myself a literation. What is that? Literation. So when it's lit. It's literation. It's a okay. literation. Like yeah, like a situation that's lit. That's lit. It's not liter- It's a literation. It's a literation. Okay, yeah. I, that I come. Yeah. I. Um, You're the yeah, a literation curator. Literation curator. Yeah, that's that's my that's my brand. Now, I feel like I cater to, to to set the vibe to get it lit. 
you're making sure people understand they read the energy read the room before yeah. you come in mm-hmm. now if i if uh if i went you know I'm, i know a lot of rich people mentally but <laughs> if i knew them physically like uh, you know like will smith i go tickle his toes or i go go punch him in the face and he gives me one thousand one thousand nah one thousand is little i think you should give me one million if he gives me one, yeah, million, one million so that i can help you get this literation to another level what mm. would you do with the uh, one million dollars okay i mean i don't want to i can't give out any plans but <laughs> no, you don't have to give any plans yeah but give us a sketch because i want to make sketch. sure you're not the kind of person i'll drop the money then you have a heart attack so let's know what's not oh no so just best believe that the money is going to be multiplied it's going to be multiplied, multiplied you're gonna, in the you're gonna make stuff. sure this brand expands no. yeah it will be expand it will expand but the goal is what you know would be to leave an impact mm. so You're the one million dollar will leave i feel like the, the with one million dollar i'm able i will i will be able to leave a bigger impact um. on more people you know um because i feel like that's like what we leave when you know what we leave behind when we leave this earth you know okay. um is impact how you impacted people um so that's my that's what i would do i would create impact, impact. now how i cannot tell you but, you know <laughs> i like that answer. Great, yeah and, and positive impact too because there's like negative the, impact positive impact. impact i like also the fact that you have a plan for it you already have you don't want to mm-hmm. describe it but you do have it mm-hmm. now gonna, let me simplify this again so you live in seattle i'm right there exiting seattle exit uh, 165b that is where, <laughs> no so the 65 is ugly let's try 163a <laughs> there's nothing i don't want to see nothing so 163a as you're heading to rainier or something your billboard is there anybody coming from renton tacoma federal way they're watching your face anybody coming from north they're watching away there's a billboard out there first let's start what do you want to be on the billboard i've paid for it or somebody Mm. has paid for it but it's yours what do you want people to see first and then also after what you want people to see what do you want people to read every day that they're driving through there about you or the lituation lituation literacy that's a I've never thought of this man. You making yeah, me vibes, vibes, Yeah. Man. See that see, and, and, see, and that's why I love like, you know, talking with you man cuz like your vision is always it's contagious. Like you you have to think about You it. have this affinity for like grand vision and I love that about you. Yeah, and like so now like, me, I've never in my life I've never really thought about having my name on the big one. You have 5 seconds. Yeah. There's a business on the table. Yeah. They have offered you that billboard they'll pay for it mm-hmm. to get lituation to the next level you is the time to prove this is your internship like nasa mm-hmm. what is up there in you just off the top of what you're selling right now what do you think will be up there that people will know who's dj mo yeah, it's probably dj mo there has to be something you're quoting there yeah. has to be a word that you i know you said something at the beginning mm-hmm. you can repeat it again if you have to yeah but i want something that's up there that people can know this is you what is there It will be probably be Modi. Mm-hmm. You can even say it in French, you know. Yeah. Um and I'll have some kind of like it'll probably be a message. I want that message. I you don't overthink it. Give me the message that you're thinking right now that if you had it right now. You have only five minutes. Yeah. A lot of these deals don't come along. It'll be like you know, life is a journey. Life is a journey. And uh I'm only a, uh I'm the pit stop. You know, the rest stop. Life is a journey. This is only a pit stop. Yeah. No, I am the, you know, 
coming to see me or coming to me is like taking a rest stop on this journey of life because at a rest stop you know you go there you relax you get some food you kind of like you know refresh a little bit before you head over life is a pit stop no life is a journey no sorry life is a journey and i am the pit stop yeah lead to literation your literation creator something like that yeah. or www.literationcreator.com yeah, ah big up brother big up yeah. i like it i like how you yeah. answered it i know i put you on the top position yeah. but i gotta make sure that everybody that i'm interviewing has to sell me mm-hmm. where they see the brand in four five years right. so what do the fans who love your music because i'm fucked with you man you, oh, you killed you. columbia city theater when we uh, had a show oh, with thank, you. Shout thank you oh, shout out to shout out to dj Nariam, shout out to dj Nemo. mo yeah. we've done a couple of gigs together i love the way you when you hosted our new year's party at the george sea george taki 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 lucky taki what is our sneaky, oh, sneaky tiki. Tiki. Sneaky tiki. oh yeah yes oh yeah, yeah. But you killed it. That was oh, a thank good you. show. Thank you. So thank your you. fans were listening to you today, listening to these podcasts. What? I know Corona has been bad. Mm-hmm. How has Corona affected you? Uh, corona has been the the pause in life that I needed. So of why, course, why, why it's, exactly? It's, a, it's unfortunate, but you know, they had to. It had to be something so bad uh, to get so bad, so like, to, to for us to like realize that there's more to this than life. You know, there's no point of all everything that we do running this and there is intentional yeah like it's there's there's more to it there's more like corona kind of like you know the covid posters like fosters so like take a sit back and realize okay you know why are we running around we've been running around for so long for so long and we don't even know where we're going or why we're running around anymore and now the world stopped now we are we are forced to realize wow have i been yeah oh good yeah so so you know so the covid uh and Unfortunately, I lost some people in it. Uh, my uncle passed away. Yeah, uh, some uh, friends. Uh, uh, yeah, rest yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. Rest in power yeah. for him. Yeah, rest in power. And, yeah. um, but I was fortunate to have spent like, the, you know, the confinement period with one of my cousins, mm-hmm. who unfortunately got stuck here. So he came to visit America. Well, he was here for a business trip. Okay, but he was stuck because of and the he got stuck for three months. So can you imagine from two weeks? That is a lot of yeah. income. And he has a f- and he has family, family there. And big home. shout out to. Uh, my cousin Ibrahim. Shout out uh, Ibrahim! Shout yeah, out. all the way in Africa. Uh, okay. he, he he was able to get back finally. But okay. it's um, uh, I was fortunate because this is someone that growing up, uh, he's like my big brother, um, and uh, he looked out for me. He taught me a lot of stuff. Okay, you know, playing basketball, everything, even you know, like just being a teenager in Africa, uh, and he was always there for me. So. And the big fact that yeah, yeah. So yeah, he has a big impact in my life too. So when him coming to Seattle, and we were supposed to be in Seattle for only for two days before we go to uh, to visit to LA, which okay. was where his business meeting was. Okay. And he ended up we ended up getting getting stuck together, and uh, so me him being my guest for this long for all this time, mm-hmm. I feel like that was like God giving me the opportunity to finally do something as a thank you for him you know um everything was intentional everything yeah. was purposeful yeah okay so uh so the covid time was you know of course there were days where you feel kind of down and everything but like i was very fortunate i think there was so much more to uh there was so much more to gain out of the covid period okay. for me okay um so and i'm grateful for it 
Yeah. It's good. A lot of people don't understand the lessons that people got from COVID. A lot of yeah. people think everything is negative. I do see the positivity that came from it. Sure. I do see that a lot of uh, our racial models that came to light. I do see we learned more American history. We learned more American history mm-hmm. uh, during this period than we had before. Right. I gotta ask you something though. Um, what's the most common myth about DJs that you know? <laughs> I will ask you, what do you think the the come DJ is supposed to be the guy when I come and I tell him to play a song, he's supposed to play it because he's <laughs> supposed to have the YouTube full out. If I start one Davido, if you I tell you that uh, you should have it, you why are you playing it Like that's yeah. the myth I had before. I used to think like DJs, I don't care. So long as I tip you, you can play the song I like <laughs> as many times as I oh, want. Wow. So what's the myth that you that uh, you want to debunk about yeah. DJs? So first of all, thank you for tipping. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your tips. Yeah, okay. uh, you know, you tip folks tip the bartender, but yeah, you know, DJ DJ take tips too. All right, okay. so next time you Please really enjoy a DJ, a DJ ask them for the cash up, and uh, you know, do that. They will, they will appreciate it. So most common myth, like so, the thing for what you said, you know, we're supposed to play the song right away. Yeah, but you have to understand um, the. Like I, I was telling you, I learned how to like have playing many songs ahead than the one that I'm currently playing. Okay. So when folks make a request, like think about we already have a process. We have we this already is like set. You already planned. Kind of like preset. Like yes. you know, we're feeling the vibe and we're trying like because we're kind of like navigating the crowd. Correct. We're trying like you know, we're kind of like the captain of the ship or like on the dance floor. We're okay. Like, you know, taking. You know, okay, we want to take the crowd in these vibes and stuff like that. You so had a wave, it. you had this crowd. Yeah, the, the wave. So we have to plan this many songs. So when folks have come and make a request, a lot of time, if unless you're super lucky that this is a song that so I was that was already planning or playing within the next two, three minutes. That doesn't happen. You're most likely not going to get it, you know. Um, and, and then, but ultimately the other, the other thing is that the DJ is a performer. When you go see a performance, okay. you cannot tell a performer, the performer what to, what to do. Like what to do. The set. Like you know, when you go to an art gallery, yes. the art, that you everything see. is just there. The yeah, you have no crit- like you. You can critic, critic if you like it or not or whatever. Correct. But okay. you're not going to tell the painter how to paint. Okay. You know. Uh, for example, that painting that I'm looking, I, I love it. By yes. the way, the one you Thank want. you, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Um, no, like the the painter, whoever made it, he had to felt feeling inspired. Yes. To do to do something to get like that. that. Over there. Yes. You know, uh, even with you as a you know when you go on stage, yeah. and, you know, there's some kind of inspiration that you use from your experience okay. to convey that to the crowd. That's that's your performance. That's your experience. So just because. Because it's music, of course, everybody knows music. It everybody doesn't knows. mean any, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you can come and tell, like, just out of my performance, out of me telling my story. Right. You know, because that's what we do when we perform, we tell a story. Um, whether by through dance or like I'm DJing. It's a narration. It's a narration. Yes. Right? So if your request does not fit my story, you're most likely not going to get played. But, you know, and, and again, it's my, um, I'm, 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 I've been, um, I've been hired to come here because I have a certain set of talent and skills or whatever. You are here to bless uh, the universe. Yeah, the to, 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 to give a show. Like I was hired on a contract for it, so I 
there's so there's a, there, there's a belief that I know what I'm doing. You know, I what believe I'm, in yeah. you, man. That's dope, so, man. I want you to give me that quote again. It's in French. I don't know what it meant, but I want you to say it again. Mm-hmm. That quote meant something. I, you know, I've always tried to practice French in my sleep, <laughs> but it's been very tough. But I want you to say this quote because you're here. You've been a blessing today, man. I want well, you to tell you, us. Tell you. us. Hey, I want you to read it again. Tell us okay. this quote. What is it? Uh, so I'll say it in French first, and then I'll... Um, uh, uh, in English. Uh, I'll translate it in English, okay, okay. yeah. Uh, which is, I'm actually looking for the English translation too right now. <laughs> yeah, Yo, so let, let me see, because I know I sent it to you. Okay, okay. there you go, all okay. right. So in French, it dit il y a quelque chose dans la persévérance qui finit par obliger le destin. What does that mean? And that's a quote by Franck Bayer. Okay, Franck Bayer. And it means, uh, it means, let me pull up the translation. Uh, there is something in perseverance okay. that ends up forcing destiny. Perseverance. There's something in perseverance yeah. that ends up forcing, forcing destiny. destiny. I'm going to quote that more. Yeah. I'm quote that more. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming, man. Oh, thank, thank you thank for you. having me. Thank you for coming, man. Telling you your journey just from Ivory Coast to NASA oh, to wow. DNV to end up in a, a, a Kenyan restaurant where you devoured <laughs> everything. <laughs> of you did. Seattle <laughs> and you're here, man. You you're like I rank you like one of the top three uh, oh. Afrobeat. I, I I can't mention names, but bro, if I hey hey, you, you're, I like the diversity oh, man, of your mixes. A lot to me, man. I like I like I, I only go to Afrobeat parties of DJs who are to me they're progressive. Yeah. Uh, I I feel. Just like the way I'm an artist, the way I'm a comedian, right. you expect out of me. Yeah. You demand out oh, of me oh. Dubai, General Mutombo. I expect this out of you. Yeah, and so I do. I, and I do come to you yeah, all so the time. When I come to yeah. DJs, I'm like, why is this mix mixing? Yeah. It's very popular in this DJ. Yeah. Why are you not catching up with this? Why are you not evolving? So yeah. I really appreciate you mm-hmm. for uh, you're flexible with your craft uh, and everything you're pushing, the boundaries you're pushing, the rooms of seeing you from Amazon, the diversity oh, party at Amazon. Yeah. You had one? Did you want? You did you make some Facebook? Facebook too? Uh, Was I it Amazon not, Google? I'm not. No, I've done Amazon, okay. Google, Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft. And, uh, so yeah, Microsoft and Boeing, and Boeing. Yeah, big, big, big brand. I, I, Boeing, I see yeah. you yeah. bigger than this. I see you at Warner, oh. at Warner Brothers. I see you oh, at Hulu. Because it's oh, Hulu man. parties. You know there's Hulu parties here in Seattle. Okay. I see you at Facebook. I see God Netflix willing. is going to bring something Inshallah. in. Inshallah, we're going to make it there. Inshallah. I see you there. Keep pushing. Inshallah. And where can our audience connect with you online, though? Yeah, so I'm mostly uh, active on Instagram. Okay. Uh, so What's your Instagram? Yeah, so my Instagram is very... Uh, <laughs> this one! This! This one! Hey, African people hiding yeah. themselves. So, <laughs> so I'm not hiding. Okay. It's uh, I got my Instagram name out of okay. a, a joke. Uh, okay. So it's Coco Baka Papi. Uh, Coco Baka? Yeah, again, that's uh, Coco. K-O. K-O. K-O again. Okay. B-A-K-A. Um, Papi, like P A P I at Instagram. Okay. Uh, uh, at, you know, at Coco Papi. So it Baka. started as a joke. Um, and you follow me, I will tag him so yeah. that you know. Okay. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to make a parody of Drake's account. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake Coca, is uh, Champagne Papi. Champagne Papi or Coco yeah, Papi. Yeah, Coco, Coco Baka okay, is, uh, okay, it's, uh, it's a porridge, you know, yeah, in, West, you know uh-huh. in West Africa. So you're the Papi of the porridge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, anyway, yo, ladies and gentlemen, it's been real. Yeah. I, have a, I have an amazing again. Yeah. Did you Yeah, and I also have a website uh, that's Mo225, M O H 225. And out there, you can find me on uh, 
I have my mixes on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Uh, you have my Facebook, okay. uh, I have a couple of podcasts, uh, mix that I post as podcast okay. on you know, uh, Apple Music and um, Deezer, Spotify, all that. Yeah, it's uh, all the links are on my website. All platforms, guys, yeah, all, all platforms. platforms yeah. And uh, what do you, do you have any shows you should be looking forward to? Like any, any, shows, oh, any so mixes coming up, any lives? Yeah, yeah, I'm working, on, I'm working on a couple of mixes right now. That mm-hmm. And one of the mixes, I've been, I've been working on it for almost six months now. Mm-hmm. It's a big project, I'll let you know. About no, vibes, I'll don't talk you, about I'll it. I'll tell you about, about it, it. Yeah. But you're uh, working on something fans should expect something massive from you, huh? Yeah, it's not massive. It's more of a different style. It's it's, not, it's still gonna be a mix, but I'm yes. adding something different. You're so. testing. You're, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil us. No spoilers. <laughs> no, but no. what's your favorite kind of uh, genre of music? Because you're a DJ. Like, yeah. What's your favorite? Like when you're chill, you're home. When I'm chill. Yeah. What uh, do you like? Afro house. Afro. Afro house. Who's your favorite Afro house DJ artist? Oh. That's a hard, that's a tough one. So, uh, okay, black, give black us coffee, black of, coffee one. Yeah. Give me three. Give me one. Black coffee from uh, black coffee from South Africa. From, from, yeah, like yeah, from South Africa. Okay. And then there's Cairo. Cairo. Yeah. Where's Cairo from? Uh, also from South, South, South Africa. South Africa. Cairo. Okay. And then uh, recently, uh, okay. I've discovered. Uh, uh, a producer out of Kenya, actually. No. Yes. House Saint, music. Saint from Evo. my place. Oh, I call it Maasai House. I gotta find out uh, Maasai House. What's I, his name? What's I his name? Yes, yeah, Saint Evo. Saint Evo. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. Saint Evo. He plays good new house. Oh man, house music and uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with his work, I really mm-hmm. encourage you to get on it. Saint Evo. Uh, Saint as in Saint Evo. Yeah. E as in Edgar V O. Yeah. Go Google that. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly discovered him okay. about two weeks ago. And, he's uh, good. Huh? Yeah. His his methodology, his, okay. his approach to uh, to music and the way he blends the sound and uh, his, his relationship with sound is, 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 is yeah, really it's, magical. it's something. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure you guys will hear about him some more. Okay. Uh, so definitely, you know, like if you're not aware of him, like definitely go show some love like I, I and you know I reached out to him on Instagram and he, and he replied to you reply back because I, I was I, you I know. think I love that trait about celebrities when you have people who are approachable we're not stealing yeah. your you know people don't understand when you light my candle your candle is still lit yeah you just just share the juice that's right share the vibes that's right. and that's why I'm glad you came man invite no, me, invite thank me. you thank I'm you. glad you came DJ more because one of the things I'm using this platform for is to show that we are open like we as as diasporans, mm-hmm. we as expatriates, right. lighting my candle will not shed your candle. So if there's oh, any never. way, it just make the rooms brighter. If any of you is having a wedding and you don't don't you don't call DJ Mo for your wedding, <laughs> may your wedding not. Uh, Let me just keep quiet. Any DJ Mo, thank you for being uh, here. Thank you for having me. Love you guys. This has been a General Mutombo Uncut Podcast with again an amazing Ivory Ivorian born Ivory Coast. Ivorian. 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 <laughs> this was a different. French speaking. The first person to speak different languages in the podcast. Uh, here I am with DJ Mo. Thank you for listening, man. Tune in. I'll plug this in. Please do share and subscribe to DJ Mo. Do share and subscribe to General Mutombo and share this podcast. Let us know. Yes. Yeah. Drop your comments. Mm-hmm. And if you have people you want me to report to interview as well, link up. Let me know. I'm all about sharing this juice. We right. got to get this sauce forever. This is still part of supporting black businesses. Love you all, man. Peace. More Thank you. something? No, that's it. Thank say you, Say something guys. in French. How do you say French? Bye-bye. Uh, merci à tous. Et uh, suivez General Mutombo tous les jours. Uh, suivez sa page. Et il, a, il a beaucoup. C'est un visionnaire. Uh, I was just saying that you're a visionary. Uh, yes, that, thank you, man. Um, I appreciate you. I want everybody to follow, to you know, to 
get to know you okay. or get to know your work uh, because you're a visionary. And this uh, guy here is my brother. Yeah. His name is Mo. Met him long time ago. And I've always, whenever I meet him, I always tell him we belong in the stars, like NASA. So, guess who's going to push him back to NASA? I am! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> May God make it happen. May God, you anyway. know, may God keep opening doors for you. More life. More opening for yeah, you, my brother. I want you too. to succeed. Yeah. I, I brought you here because I've never known your story, even the way we spoke today. You have, right. I've learned more from you today than I've learned the like, whole time we've like, yeah, But it's likewise. great when I know that I'm around people who want to better the world. Who, right. who I don't want people to take from the world. You know a lot of people come to the universe, to the city, mm -hmm. to a craft. What can I get? What can I get? But after a certain age, I'm 34 years old, I start realizing mm -hmm. it's time for me to either motivate, inspire, write something that will help somebody else. So I'm glad that you're here sharing this so that there's oh, somebody, thank you for there's, having me. there's a young an Ivorian. Yeah. You're welcome. There's a young Ivorian who was the young, who was the young you, the mm -hmm. young DJ Mo back in the day. That's and right. this story, you don't know how it can change his life. That's so right. I'm really happy that you're here, That's man. Right. That's right. More life, my no, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you. you yeah, yes, we're signing out, man. We love you. Bye. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to General Matambo Uncut Podcasts. Now available on all platforms. Au revoir.